Hello and welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us through this podcast. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for joining us and enjoy the message. Hello everyone, my name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor here. Thanks for being here today. And if you are new with us, I would love to have you... uh, Join us for a newcomer's lunch. We're doing that at the end of the month. So on September 29th, after this service, we're going to have lunch over in the multi-purpose room. And it's a free lunch, but it's an opportunity for you to come and get to know us a little bit more. We'll have some of our leaders there. And uh, we'll also give you a little more information about the church. So no cost, like I said, but you can uh, register by going to our website, lighthousevineyard.church, or stop by the Welcome Center and just let them know that you're planning on coming. We appreciate that. So I'd like to start today by giving you a little history of Lighthouse Church. So back in 2017, my wife Rose and I felt called to come to Elkhart and start a church here. So we had our first service on May 20th of last year, and it was on Sunday night, and it was at the Concord Mall. We were meeting at the Voice Ministry space on Sunday night in the Concord Mall. How many of you were here at that first service? Yeah, so quite a few are, you're still here. I'm amazed. That's, that's, that's great. And uh, so anyway, so we met there on May 20th, and people came, so we decided let's do that again. So we, had, we met again on June 10th on that Sunday night, and people came again. It was super exciting, so we decided to start meeting every Sunday night uh, starting July 1st. And so we were meeting on Sunday night starting July 1st. And for the next couple of months, we ended up growing the church from about 100 people to about 80 or 75. It was something like that. And uh, it was really hard. It was really hard to meet on Sunday nights. For those of you that were meeting with us, you understand that. And so I, was, I began to pray and said, Lord, I'd really like to meet on Sunday mornings. Is there a place that we can meet on Sunday mornings? And uh, I started looking for spaces. And, and I felt like God was just saying, be patient. I got this. And I wanted to let you uh, get a peek into my, uh, my mind. Here's uh, an excerpt from my journal. This was on August 29th. It says, I looked at four different properties in the last two days, and nothing is working out right now. It's been a difficult season of having faith, but I do trust God. I know that he has something great for us. I just can't see it right now. God continues to support and tell us he has this. And we just need to wait and have patience. It's been difficult because I feel like we have lost some momentum because we haven't put out a launch date, uh, which was like on Sunday mornings. Lord, give me patience. I do trust you. I know you have a plan. I just would like to know what it is. Anyone ever been there before? Yeah, show of hands. It's like, oh, Lord, I know you have a plan. Can you just let me in on it? I mean, I just want to know what that is. And, uh, and I heard from God, I heard him say, just be patient. But God, it's, we're, we're losing momentum, we're losing people. He says, just, just be patient. You know, God, September 9th is a really good Sunday to start Sunday mornings because it's 9, 9, 18, and I can remember that. He says, just be patient. Oh, it was so hard during that season. So hard. But in, through that entire season, though, God was reassuring us that he had a plan. And even during that time, I felt like God had pointed to another date, which was 11-11. 
that maybe we could be into a space by November 11th. The space we were in, though it was a huge blessing to us, it did not have heat. Uh, so as it was getting colder, we were going to have to move to space heaters and all of that. And so I was just like, Lord, it's, it's getting cold out. <laughs> He's like, be patient. So on October 21st, this is what I wrote. I said, I signed a one-year lease for Lutheran Church of the Redeemer on Wednesday. God worked everything out very quickly, like he said he would, which is this building. We will have possession on 11-1 and hope to have our first service in there by 11-11. God told us to wait while he worked out the details, and it's been tough, but it's been good, and we did. We had our first service here on November 11th of last year. Now, through that experience, I'll let you know, it was, it was difficult. It was difficult to wait on God, but it would have been even more difficult if I, don't, if I hadn't heard from God during that time, if God hadn't reassured me that he has this and that I, that I need to be patient. Hearing from God is a gift for his children. If you are a follower of Christ, then God wants to speak to you, and he wants to give you direction and give you words of encouragement and then sometimes give you words of correction as well. God wants to speak to us, but it can be difficult because there are so many other voices that we hear. <laughs> There's so many other voices that we hear. I wrote down just a few of them. The first voice that we hear is our own selfishness. Like in this situation, I'm like, Lord, I want to be in there by 9, 9, 18. That makes it easier for me to remember it. It's what I want. But that wasn't God's plan. He wanted us. He was working things out here, and it took till November for us to be able to be in this building, in this space. It was also a time when we were investing into our leaders. We had time to invest into our leaders. And God knew what he was doing, but our own selfishness can get in the way. Another voice that we can hear is, is the voice of our culture. What's popular or what's in style? You know, Lord, Walmart's having a sale. 65-inch flat-screen TVs are the lowest price they've ever been, and I'd be dumb to not buy one. That's what the article said. I need to get one because everyone's getting one, and you can't watch a football game unless it's at least 65 inches, right, or bigger. That may not be God's plan, but we hear those voices. We hear what's popular in our culture. Also, a voice that we hear pretty loud and clear is our, our friends and family. Now, our friends and family, I believe that they want what's best for you. They just may not know what's best for you. God does know what's best for you. And so sometimes God asks us to do the difficult things because he knows what's best. And our friends and family can get in the way and go, ah, I don't think you should do that. That's not the best thing for you. And so that's a voice that sometimes competes with God. Then we have the voice of our past. You know, those times when we're getting ready to take a chance and, and get involved in a church, but we, we tried that once before. And remember, that didn't work out so well. You know, that was, those pastors... You know what they're like. And we can have that. We can have our past dictate our future because we don't want to repeat it or we're, we've been hurt before or we failed. And so we don't want to take a chance again. But that can, again, be in conflict with the voice of God. 
Then, of course, we have the voice of the enemy, right? The enemy is always in conflict with God's plan for us. But the voice of the enemy is always around. Satan is always trying to whisper in our ears and distract us and mislead us and get us moving in the wrong direction. So discerning God's voice, hearing God's voice, it's super important for a Christ follower. Super important for a Christ follower. That's why I'm excited about our series that we're launching today. It's just over the next four weeks. It's called Contact, Hearing the Voice of the Living God. And each week, we're going to spend some time studying the different ways that God speaks to us, because I believe that he does still speak to us today. And so over this series, we're going to be hearing uh, or studying what God has for us and how he wants to speak to us. And I wanted to read a scripture that I think is really important. It's back a couple slides. John 10, 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus says, My sheep listen to my voice, which means he's speaking to us. I know them and they follow me. So God wants us to hear from him and God is speaking. But we have to learn how to hear God's voice and how to discern the difference. So today's message, we're going to be focusing specifically on how God speaks to our hearts, how he speaks to our minds, how he talks to us. And we're going to learn from uh, the prophet Elijah. And we'll, we'll be in 1 Kings chapter 19 if you want to go there. So in 1 Kings, um, there's the story of Elijah. And I want to tell you a little background on this. So Elijah has just won a huge battle. I mean, he's on one of these emotional highs. He was confronted by 450 prophets of Baal. God showed up. The people surrounded Elijah, got on his side, and they ended up killing all 450 prophets of Baal. So it's 450 to 1, and Elijah wins. So he's got this emotional high going on. Now, King Ahab's wife Jezebel, she wasn't a very nice lady, she sends a message to Elijah and says, um, by this time tomorrow, you'll be dead just like my prophets of Baal. So she threatens to kill him. And so Elijah's on this emotional high, and then he's on an emotional low, and he's terrified, and he takes off running, spends the night, uh, and then this is where the scripture picks up. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 8. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, go out and stand in the mountain, on the mountain, in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. 
When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the, of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Dropping down to verse 15, it says, the Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Haziel king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu son of Nimshi king over Israel and anoint Elisha son of Shaphat from Abel-Meholah to succeed you as prophet. So Elijah desperately needed to hear from God. And he did. And God gave him direction, told him who the next two kings are going to be, also told him who his successor was going to be. So he received that direction. So from this story, I believe there's a couple of things that we can learn so that we can hear the voice of God as well. So I'm going to give you those, those two points, but let me pray first. And we'll jump into it. So God, we come to you and first of all, God, we, we thank you for your word that is true and gives us direction. And Lord, we also thank you that you want to interact with us. You want to communicate with us and communicate to us. And so Father, I pray that you would give us wisdom and discernment today. I pray that your Holy Spirit would come and speak to our hearts and minds and that we would be able to hear from you today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so you can fill this in on your handout if you would like. Two points. We can better hear God's voice when we, number one, retreat away. Retreat away. In our scripture, Elijah traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. So I have a map to kind of give us an idea of where Elijah traveled. So first, he was confronted by Jezebel up here in Jezreel, so he runs down to Beersheba, and then he travels 40 days and 40 nights from Beersheba down to Mount Sinai, which is also uh, Mount Horeb, the same name there. And this is an example or just a picture of what that looks like. They, they went out and they believe that this is the mountain where Elijah traveled to, Mount Horeb. And uh, that's about a 250-mile journey which if you were in shape, you might be able to make that in 15 days, uh, traveling along you know, the highways or, or bike paths or things like that if you were walking. But we have to understand, this is in the middle of nowhere, all right? There are no roads leading to this mountain in the middle of nowhere. But Elijah takes this journey, and it takes him 40 days by himself to travel. Now, the question might be, why did he go there? Well, it's believed that this is the same mountain where Moses first heard from God when he heard the burning bush. So if you remember that story, God speaks to Moses, gives him some direction from a burning bush. And then later, when Moses leads the children of Israel out of Egypt, he takes them back to this very mountain where he heard from God the first time, and this is where he receives the Ten Commandments. It's on this mountain. So Elijah knows about this. He's heard about this. And so Elijah is traveling, I believe, 40 days and 40 nights through the wilderness to go to that mountain of God, to go hear from God, to go meet with God. Sometimes when we are trying to hear from God, we need to travel a long way. We need to retreat away, get away from our, our normal surroundings. 
And so today, I invited my daughter Anna and her husband Nate to come and share with us their story. You guys can come on up here. Because they have done this really well this past year. They spent time retreating away to hear from God. So I want them to share part of their story. So come on over here. Would you guys make them feel welcome? All right, so I got a few questions for you guys. So first of all, what life change are you in the middle of right now? Because you're in the middle of a life change, and you're not pregnant, right? We that's, are not. That's, okay, so it's not that life change. Thank you for that. But, well, hi, everyone. Right now, we are in a life change. We're actually moving across the country to California, Anaheim, California, and we are going there specifically because we're going to attend um, a vineyard church called Vineyard Anaheim um, that we feel called to go to. And we're going to be attending a ministry school and um, just attending the church there. So that's a pretty big major move. Yes. Right? <laughs> All the way to California. Could you have found somewhere further away? I'm just curious. No, (laughs) but you didn't just wake up one day and say, hey, we're going to move to California, right? What was that process like of, of over the past year of making this decision? Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Anna and I have been on staff at Vineyard Mishawaka, which is the church that planted Lighthouse Mm -hmm. for uh, six years, and we've both been attending there for 20 years each. So uh, we've been there all our lives, and so it was pretty hard to, to, to leave, but about nine months ago, um, we started to feel like God was whispering to us that he wanted to, to call us into a new season and a new assignment. And so over the next few months, we just began to listen to those whispers. And then uh, in, at the start of the new year, start of 2019, we started to really pray intentionally, okay, God, is this what we're supposed to do? Are we hearing you or are we hearing ourselves? Because we didn't want to be distracted by what our own selfishness was saying. We were really trying to discern, okay, God, is this you? And so we, we did that for a few months and really felt like God confirmed that, no, this is what I want you to do. And then we started knocking on different, uh, different doors. We felt like we were supposed to explore different ministry schools. And then we heard about the one in Anaheim and uh, prayed about it. And God kind of said, yes, this is what you're supposed to do. So that's, why we, that's how we ended up. So they just, they just prayed about it and moved across the country. No, there was a lot of process to it, wasn't there? Yes. Um, so one of the things, because we've been part of the process with them over the past year, and uh, they've done a really good job of, of retreating away, specifically like going away so that they can hear God's voice clearly. Because there's, again, there's so many voices, well-meaning voices like voices of friends and family that might be saying, that's too far. You don't want to do that. Um, but they've done a great job of, of retreating away. Tell me about some of those uh, times. Yeah, so whenever we first started hearing that whisper of God saying that there was something happening, we decided um, to do a three-day fast because we just wanted to start this journey in um, a place of being vulnerable to hear God's voice. Um, And during that time, God said that he wanted us to be intentional about retreating. Um, And so that's whenever we started planning the first six months of the year um, where we wanted to take intentional trips and go to intentional places to retreat. Um, And around that time, we heard about um, our friend's church in Michigan that had um, a prayer room there um, that was open just to go and pray and listen to worship. 
Um, and so we started going up there on our days off just to try to retreat kind of close by. But then we also planned trips that were kind of far away. So we had three intentional trips um, in March, one in May, one in June. Um, one was to a church in Dallas, Texas. Another one was to a church in Chicago. And then um, the last one was to a conference. Um, so those were kind of our intentional retreats. Okay. So we had like eight intentional getaways to try and hear God's voice. And so did you hear from yes. God during that time? Yeah, what, heard, what, is, what are some of the things that you heard during that time? Yeah, so um, early on, one of the things that we heard was God was saying that, yes, this is, this is my voice. I'm the one who's telling you to, 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 do, this, to do this crazy thing. Um, and we also heard stay faithful where you're at because you're still serving um, in your assignment at Vineyard Mishawaka, and you're not done yet, so stay faithful while you're there. What other things we heard? Um, I think one of the things was that God kind of just gave us one step at a time. And so at kind of each retreat, we kind of heard the next step. Um, one of our first retreats was whenever we heard to stay faithful. I think one of the next ones was telling us a little bit more about what this next thing was going to look like. So that's whenever we kind of figured it was a ministry school. That's whenever we actually started applying to different places and uh, applied to a place in Ireland and a place in Texas. It was like everywhere. It was crazy. We were just like, okay, we're going to be open um, to whatever God had. And um, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. There's so much. It's hard to like pinpoint um, so many of them. So um, one of the things that happened along the way, though, is they felt called to apply to different ministry schools. And they heard about a ministry school in Ireland. And uh, against their father's wishes, they applied there anyway. Um, that's a long way away. But they, they felt like God had told them to apply. And so they did. They applied to this school. And almost as soon as they were accepted, because they were accepted, their tuition was waived, um, it was, they felt like almost immediately that they weren't supposed to go. And they're like, why, are we, why, were, why do we feel like we should apply, but then we're not supposed to go? So they ended up uh, sending an email and saying, okay, we're declining this ministry school. And the next day, they received an email from the former leader of that ministry school in Ireland, saying, hey, I saw that you declined going here. Just wanted to let you know, I'm moving to California, to Anaheim, to the vineyard, and starting this ministry school over there. I'm going to run it and would love to have you come and join me there. And so it was interesting how following God's voice doesn't always make sense, but it's, it's those steps along the way that take you there. And I know that there was a lot of times of confusion um, but uh, those retreats, retreating away, made a difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think one of the things we heard uh, on one of our retreats is that we were supposed to wait for the miracle. So we weren't just yeah. supposed to, like, pick something that we wanted to do. We were supposed to wait for God to reveal what he wanted to do, us to do, through some, some kind of miraculous move. So when we got this email out of the blue, we, didn't, uh, we were like, this must be God, because right. it was kind of a miracle to us. Yeah, there were so many times along the journey that just didn't really make sense. Uh, we, were, we felt like God was saying to quit our jobs before we had anything lined up. Um, That's and really bad advice from God. I don't advice. know why he would say that. <laughs> My dad was uh, not super happy <laughs> that about that. That was one of those voices again, you know, yeah. you got to... But, but it's so cool because the last day that uh, we were employed, um, I accepted my new position in Anaheim. And I start next week. And so it's so exciting how God just, it didn't make sense, but right whenever you need that next step, God, God showed up. 
I know. That's good. All right. Um, let me pray for these guys, all right? If you guys would just kind of stretch out your hand towards them. I want to pray for them. and pray a blessing on them. So God, we pray for Nate and Anna. I pray, God, that in the same way that you have led them on this journey, step by step by step, I pray, God, that their journey would not be complete, Father, and that they would continue to retreat away and to seek you out and hear from you every step of the way, God. And Lord, as Anna flies out tomorrow and Nate drives out to California on Thursday, I pray that you would give them uh, travel mercies, just protect them on the way, and that they would make good connections over in California and that you would bless them every step. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for sharing, guys. Appreciate it. So retreating away, that's an important part of hearing from God. If you need to hear from God, it's really important to retreat away. For me, many times it means going into nature. So I'll go over to Oxbow Park and just go for some walks over there. I'll go up to the Manistee River Trail up in Michigan. I'll go to Lake Michigan and just try to find times where I'm, I'm retreating away from everything and everyone else so that I can hear from God. I know for my wife, Rose, many times it means just to leave the house because it's hard to hear from God when you have so many things to do in front of you. So just leaving the house is an important part. So you can write this down. We can better, I'm sorry, hearing from God many times takes a journey. If we really want to hear from God, if we have a situation in our life where we want to hear what God has to say in it, many times it's going to take a journey. Sometimes it's small journeys, sometimes it's long journeys. So that's point number one. We can better hear God's voice when we retreat away. Number two, we can better hear God's voice when we silence ourselves. Silence ourselves. So I love going to Canada and going into the wilderness up there. I'll take a, a week, usually a week every year, every other year, and go up and hike and backpack and canoe and just go into the wilderness. And I, I've always said that God must live in Canada because he always speaks to me when I'm up there. But I'm getting older, and it's harder and harder to do that physical activity of, of hiking and backpacking into the wilderness. And so I thought, I need to find a way to get up into Canada, into God's beauty up there, and not kill myself, you know, physically on the, on the trip. And so um, Ron Betzer and I decided to uh, go fishing up in Canada, same kind of area. So we rented a boat up there, rented a cabin, uh, spent like two weeks ago, we spent a week up there fishing and had a great vacation. We caught a few fish, not a lot, but we, we caught some, had good weather and had a great time. And when I came back home, I was like, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm rested. I feel good. I said, but I didn't get the same spiritual renewal that I normally do. And I thought, why is that? Why didn't I have the same spiritual experience as what I had before? And what it comes down to is I didn't quiet myself. You see, when I'm backpacking and canoeing, I'm just like paddling for hours. And there's nothing to think about <laughs> other than to talk to God. I'm just paddling. And then at night, we're just, there's no TV, there's no cell phone, and we're just sitting around the fire, and we're just talking about God, and it's just a really cool spiritual experience. 
But when I was fishing, I'm throwing the, the bait out, and I'm trying to throw it to the right place, and I didn't do that very often, right, Ron? No, didn't happen very often. But I'm trying, and I'm reeling in. I'm going, I got to do it better the next time. And then, oh, I got to fish on here. And, and so I'm, I'm distracted all day long while we're fishing, because I'm not thinking about God. I'm thinking about fishing. And then at night, we didn't have cell phone coverage. Unless we put our cell phone up in this one window, we would get one bar, 3G coverage. And so it was just enough to be able to check email, you know, to check Facebook or check the news, just enough to distract. You know what I mean? And then we didn't have a very good TV. It was one of those old 1965 TVs, you know, box ones with a um, a, aluminum antenna. I mean, like aluminum foil antenna, you know. And I got one channel, Channel 10's Canadian TV. I think it was CTV. And, uh, but it was just enough that we would, you know, at night, you know, watch TV instead of maybe sitting around a fire and talking about God. See, it's not just about retreating away. The country and the, was beautiful. The location was beautiful. But when we retreat away, we need to silence ourselves as well. We need to silence ourselves. Going back to our scripture... Elijah heard the powerful wind. He had a huge earthquake, and then there was a large fire. See, any one of those things would, would pull me out of my distraction. If God came in a big wind, man, if I'm watching TV, I'm like, whoa, okay, God, I'm, I, I hear you. Or if there's an earthquake, I can be fishing, and I'm like, whoa, God, you're saying something. You know what I mean? Or a fire coming down, you'd see that. No, no matter what, you're like, you're pulled out of your distraction. But that's not the way that God speaks to us. He speaks as a still, small voice. And we can be easily distracted away from hearing God's voice. And he's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on us. We have to silence ourselves if we want to hear from God. So here's just a few tips for silencing ourselves that I thought of. First of all is to turn off our phones. And I'll tell you what, I'm a I'm a technology geek. I love these things, but I'll tell you what, I also hate them. There isn't anything that distracts me more than this little box, right? And I was going to say, put your phone in airplane mode or put it on silent. And, and I thought, that's really not good enough because I can still be distracted even if it's in airplane mode. I think if we really want to silence ourselves, we need to turn off our phones. And along with that is our TVs. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not really hearing from God when I'm focused on NFL. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I might pray to God if my team's playing, but I'm, I'm not open to hearing from God if I'm just watching TV. Our, I think the TV is the second most distracting box that we have today. So turning off our TV is a way to silence ourselves. Number three is to go for a walk. And I would say if you're married, going for a walk with your spouse is a great way to connect with them. But if you want to connect with God, go for a walk by yourself. Just go for a walk. Because again, it's one of those things that's mindless. You can just walk and have a conversation with God. Now, some people that's running or biking, that's not me. If I'm running or biking, I'm looking at my watch, trying to beat my record, and I'm really focused on breathing because I'm about ready to die, you know, the whole time. 
But when I go for a walk, that's different. Or when I'm paddling a canoe, it's just different for me. So finding those things that are kind of mindless that you can do that silence yourself. Number four is to drive in silence. I love listening to music. I love listening to worship music. But you know, there are times when God asks me, just, just, just turn off the noise. Just, just be quiet. And many of us, we drive quite a bit each and every day. And so we listen to podcasts or music or whatever. Um, if you want to hear God's voice, consider just turning off the noise and driving in silence. And driving in silence. And then number five is to visit the prayer room. Visit the prayer room. And uh, my wife Rose is going to come up here and explain what we mean by that. Because we're starting something new here at the church. So in July, my daughter Becca and I, we went on a trip to Dallas, Texas. And we um, intentionally went there to visit a church called Upper Room. And I'll keep it short this time. Um, I went into too much detail last time. Anyway, we went to Upper Room. And um, just to give you a picture of what it was like, we went to church on Sunday morning, went to church on Sunday night. And then when Monday, we just did a free day, did some fun things. And then on Tuesday and Wednesday, we went to the prayer room. They have, during the week, they turn their auditorium into a prayer room. And we intentionally went to upper room for the prayer room because I was in a place where I needed to hear from God. <laughs> I really needed to hear from him and just spend time with him. And um, so Tuesday and Wednesday, we spent, both days, we spent several hours in the prayer room. And I'm telling you, those few hours in there were, what, were worth the entire trip. I would do it again in a heartbeat. And that was actually one of the places that Nate and Anna went, was to upper room, to their prayer room. And I would do it in a heartbeat. And during my time there, the Lord said to me, I want you to start a prayer room at Lighthouse Vineyard Church. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, and I said, after I went through my, like, what in the world, I said, okay, let's do it. And so it's been heavy on me since we've been there. This is what we are supposed to do here at Lighthouse Vineyard Church. We are supposed to have a prayer room. And um, so that's what we're doing. We are turning this, during the week, this space that we're in right now is going to be a prayer room. And I'm sure you notice the tables in the back. That is because of the prayer room. And we want to, the Lord said, provide a place for people to meet me and to hear from me. And one-on-one, -on -one, just them and God, one-on-one. -on -one. And um, that's the prayer room. We're going to have, um, the lights will be low. We're going to have music playing and no conversations, it'll be a place for you to meet with the Lord and to hear from him. It's a place to retreat with him. And with all the busyness in our lives, we all need a place to go to to hear from him. And um, 
So we're going to do that Tuesday nights, 6 to 9, and on Wednesdays from 11 to 1. Oh, Thursdays, 11 to 1. And um, you're welcome to come. You're free to come for 10 minutes. You can come for an hour. You can come for the entire time. Um, It's completely up to you on what you want to do. And feel free to bring your Bible, bring your journal, um, whatever whatever way you like to spend time with the Lord, whether you just want to come and just sit with him and pray and just have conversation with him. Okay? So that is our prayer room. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited because it was, I would, I would travel (laughs) for this. And so um, if you're free, Tuesday nights, Wednesdays during the day, we wanted to provide a time where people can come during their lunch hour. So um, Clint's like biting at the bullet. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So come to the prayer room. Tuesday nights and Thursday over lunch. So hopefully that's an opportunity for you. We're going to run that during uh, this series because we're going to be focusing on hearing the voice of God. So it's an opportunity for you just to come and retreat away and silence yourself and be focused on what God has for you. Um, By the way, we are going to be moving our open prayer from Thursday nights to Tuesday nights uh, during this next four weeks as well. We're going to invite Krista to come up here. She's going to play. Um... I want to tell you about the next three weeks during our message series, though. God speaks to us like in a time when we are seeking God and in a prayer room type setting, we can hear God speak to our hearts. But many times we need confirmation that that was God and it wasn't one of those other voices. And so there are other ways that God speaks to us, and we're going to be talking about those over the next three weeks. And those other ways are great ways to confirm what God is doing, because most of the time... God is speaking to us in multiple ways. He won't just speak to us in one way. So I would encourage you over the next uh, three weeks, definitely come back, be part of this series. If you can't make it, listen to it online because we're going to really dive into how God speaks to each one of us. Now, we're we're actually going to take a few minutes right now and press into hearing the voice of God. Call it a taste of the prayer room. So we're all going to kind of join this together. Nelson, if you dim the lights just a little bit, we're going to play some music softly. And then we're just going to bow our heads, close our eyes, and just wait on God and just see what he might say to us. So I'm going to pray and invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And then we're going to take a few minutes just in silence and to hear what God might want to say to us. And then I'll close. But God, we come to you right now. And we thank you, Lord, that you want to speak to us. We rejoice with what you are doing and have done in Nate and Anna's life and where you're taking them, God. But we know that it would have been impossible for them to know your will if you hadn't spoken to them in multiple ways. So, Lord, even today, we pray that you would speak to our hearts just through these few minutes that we wait on you. Answer some of those questions that we have.
Thank you for enjoying the message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for being part of our family, and we'll see you next time.